You're listening to Corb Conversations on the Business of Brands with Sudeep Chawla and Sharavana Raghavan. I think it's about time we got into a little bit of flashback today. Okay. We've given out a lot of opinions, gyan. We've even showcased a little bit of disagreement between the both of us. But we haven't really discussed any first-hand experiences so far. Mm-hmm. And given that it's my turn to ask you questions, can we talk about something from your past, some a case that you've done? Yes, we can. Mm. So what we can do, Sharon, is in one of the previous episodes we spoke about please measure whatever you treasure. Right. So there is a case study that I usually uh, refer to from my past experience from 2012. where i worked on uh, this rebranding of a popular uh, brand cadbury dairy milk eclairs into cadbury chocolates so that is something that we can talk about sure but even before we start can i ask you why would you rebrand it why was the rebrand required for you so the uh, the reason to rebrand uh, were actually two the first one was that uh since the time cadbury was bought over by uh, its multinational parent one of their efforts was to harmonize all the brands across the globe and they wanted to make sure that consumers regardless of whichever geography they were based in they should get a uniform and consistent brand experience uh you know across the world so therefore they wanted the brands to be uh, named as well as uh, formulated in similar manner so that if anybody eats an eclairs in uk or south africa or china in india they should get the same they should get same or similar experience so okay. that is where it was coming from and this brand was actually called chocolates uh, in china where it was which was the one of the biggest geographies in the world for chocolates so that was one of the first initiative initiation from there the second was that uh, while cadbury had had this brand since 90s uh, we had not actually trademarked this brand <laughs> so therefore uh, eclairs as you might know is a uh, is a bakery format right yeah so we had not trademarked it so therefore by my last count we had some 30 plus 30 plus unbranded as well as branded eclairs in the market wow yeah and from from all sorts of players so parle uh, perfetti uh, any 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 and every but i think every brand has a has an eclairs in the category yes, segment yes and uh, you know and the brandless eclairs are dime a dozen so therefore we also th- thought that whatever we were doing to create category to to advertise etc was uh, actually helping a lot of the other players in the category so therefore we also thought that it was an opportunity to possibly rebrand ourselves and make sure and insulate ourselves from the uh, you know from the other efforts within the category and hence you know for these two reasons we decided to rebrand awesome so given that you already decided to rebrand and it wasn't necessarily what do you say a brand refresh that was being triggered by the market when you when the corporate decision what were your next steps so to tie back to the topic of the case say what did you measure 
before you started taking actions on this so one of the things that we decided sharan was that since we wanted to rebrand just the fact that we are rebranding possibly wouldn't have been a news enough for consumers right so therefore within the india team we decided that we wanted to make it a rewarding experience for the consumers once we said that we wanted it to be a rewarding experience one of the first levers for us was to see if we can improve the product yeah so therefore we went deeper into the product and we said that what do consumers like and what do they not like so what they liked was that uh, the the taste of the chocolate inside that is something that consumers uniformly like about eclairs and now chocolates most of them also believed that it was cadbury dairy milk which it wasn't but it still was quite tasty number 2 people liked the burst of the chocolate the fact that you chew through the caramel and suddenly the chocolate bursts out yeah and we had done campaigns in the past to showcase that burst chocolate ka meetha bomb and the third thing that people liked was the engaging caramel shell you know the the shell that goes around the chocolate it is made up of caramel and people used to like engaging with it because it was slightly sticky mm-hmm. and it was sweet and it would dissolve slowly in their mouth and so therefore they liked that feel of you know playing with the shell before the chocolate comes out of it and nobody knew the exact amount of pressure that you needed to put on to the caramel to get the chocolate out and that was the delight every time they had it <laughs> what did they not like now what did they not like was one of the first thing was stickiness of the caramel okay now the same But thing I which used that's to that's what they were playing around with yeah so that was the dichotomy of it Mm-hmm. number 1 caramel was like unwrapping the pot of gold the pot of gold was the chocolate inside and the caramel was the wrapping around it so they liked the process of unwrapping but mm-hmm. during that process if the caramel used to stick inside their teeth that is something which made the process more uh, slightly unpleasant right yeah and this caramel was quite sticky right so much so that people who used to get their root canal done and kids who had slightly weaker teeth they were specifically advised by dentists that please don't eat, eat eclairs right yeah so therefore uh, dentists were one of those people who were our category inhibitors if i may call them that yeah of course yeah and the second thing that the consumers didn't like was the small size of the candy with time Uh, with product costs going up the candy grammage had dropped in fact when i had joined the company the ca- each candy was about 5.4 gram okay by the time i exited the brand we were talking about bringing it down to about 4 gram 4 or 3.8 gram wow so within that uh, you know what about 6 years or so the mm-hmm. candy had lost roughly about uh, roughly about 40% or rather 30% of its weight right so that is something which the consumers didn't like mm. yeah so therefore one we want, went to the product truth what do people like what do they not like then sharan we started making choices okay and between the choices were clear that you delight a consumer by either accentuating what they like or removing what they don't like 
दिस इज वेयर माई फर्स्ट टेस्टिंग और माई फर्स्ट सेट ऑफ डेटा केम इन हैंडी कैडबरी हैड वॉट दे कॉल एज ब्रांड ट्रैक या यू वुड रिमेंबर एंड ब्रांड ट्रैक हैड मेजर्स फ्रॉम कंज्यूमर्स एवरी मंथ एंड दोज मेजर्स वर एट थ्री लेवल्स दे वर एट सेलियंस लेवल दे वर एट माइंड मेजर लेवल एंड दे वर एट बिहेवियर लेवल विच मीन्स दैट वी न्यू हाउ सेलियंट आर ब्रांड वॉज हाउ हाउ uh you know how much was was the consumer recalling our brand in an edited or unedited manner we also knew from mind measure side what are the key associations our brands have and number 3 from a behavior side we also knew that what was the intention to purchase and what was the claimed purchase behavior the last time they went to the market right so yeah. we had brand salience mm-hmm. we had mind measures Mm-hmm. and we had behavior correct when we said what did they claim and what did they actually do in the market when they were huh. actually means again same thing so they would possibly tell you what is my intention to purchase the next time i go to the market and they will tell you which was the itp and then they tell you what did i buy when the last time i went which is again claimed which we used to call as operational share or op share Got and it. ideally your operational share should be very closely correlated to your market share right yeah so that those are the data points that we had mm-hmm. now by cross correlation we could find that whenever an our association with for example burst of chocolate went up did the sale go up or not similarly when the association with stickiness of caramel went up did the sale go up or down yeah In so the mind measures you, you mean yeah so therefore you could pick up some mind measures you could pick up some uh, behavioral measures and you could do regression analysis right to find which of these factors seems to be impacting the sale of the product in a positive or a negative manner god so yeah can you just clarify the difference between operational share and market share just so that the listeners can make sure. the difference sure so market share usually is given by you uh, you know some agency like a nielsen mm-hmm. or you can estimate it yourself if you exactly know out of the overall category sale what is the sale that is being done for your brand so if the right. category sells for 100 bucks and your brand sells for 40 your brand sells 40 rupees and the category sale is 100 rupees therefore your market share is 40% correct now operational share is where you ask a consumer to tell you the next time they will the last time they went to the shop what did they buy in this category hmm. ideally 40% of them should say that we bought you right yeah so that will tell you that okay your op share is 40% hmm. and your market share is also 40% so unless there is tremendous amount of overclaim and underclaim within the Uh, within the within the research ideally market share and op share would match mm-hmm. unless you have a small set of very very heavy consumers mm-hmm. so therefore what will happen is they are consuming copious amounts of your brand right and therefore your value market share because earlier we spoke about 40 rupees out of 100 rupees your value mm-hmm. market share might be higher but operation share is transaction market share your transaction market share might be lower correct 
yeah so that is how they can be correlated to each other so op share is transaction market share claimed by the consumers and market share obviously is value market share as is provided either by one of the agencies or you know estimated by you got it. yeah okay getting back to the case now yep i think you've made it very clear about what operational market share is and the actual market share now if we were to get back to the case i get you wanted to amplify the good and reduce or negate the negative experiences consumers were having with dairy milk eclairs so what was the plan of action hmm so therefore we said we will be able to do only one of those either we can amplify the good or we can remove the barrier we might not be able to do both now sharan when i spoke up, spoke to you earlier i said there are five things three of them are liked by consumer two of them are not liked by consumers right now i'll take you back there the three that were liked was taste of chocolate inside burst of chocolate and the engaging caramel shell out of these three the bottom two which is burst of chocolate and engaging caramel shell are both related to caramel what consumer didn't like there were two things stickiness of caramel and small size of candy again stickiness of caramel is again related to caramel so if you look at it out of five things three are actually related to caramel just by visual observation yeah now we went back to our brand tracks scores and we said let us do regression analysis and the analysis that we used was something called jacquard similarity analysis okay so our viewers can look it up on internet it is a type of regression analysis which gives you a coefficient and that coefficient tells you what is the proximity of correlation between the two variables that you are studying okay the so one variable was caramel is sticky and the second variable was intention to purchase yeah we of course ran it against the size of candy as well mm -hmm. but the jacquard analysis told told us that the proximity of relationship between stickiness of caramel and intention to purchase is very close the more you make it sticky the intention to purchase drops yeah so therefore we said okay we have found our solution which is we have to treat the stickiness of caramel yeah so therefore jacquard similarity analysis tell, told us this brilliant i think that's a very very while you while the name can sound a little intimidating we'll leave the links in the show notes so that people can actually look up what jacquard analysis is but i think yeah. it's very common sensical that how you had these five points attributed three of those five to caramel and within that how you managed to link up or look at the correlation between the different aspects of what caramel is doing within eclairs and then decide to take action you're listening to gob conversations on the business of brands your hosts are sudeep chawla marketing practitioner business leader and educator to advertising and marketing professionals and Sharavana Raghavan of Vitril Innovations consultants to consumer facing brands and businesses for more information go to copcast.net if you find this podcast helpful please help us by telling your friends and rating us
now that you have a plan of action, what is the proof of the pudding? How did it actually translate in reality? What were the okay. measures you tracked for this? So this was the most interesting one actually, Sharon. Mm-hmm. So now you know you want to reduce the stickiness of caramel. Mm-hmm. You also know that you are going to change the name of the candy. Right. So therefore, practically, you are almost going to change everything. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. All parts of the mix. Yeah. And therefore, we, we had a lot of fun. Number one, we obviously spoke to the R&D team and gave them a product brief where we wanted the same uh, or better release of chocolate. We wanted same or better taste of chocolate. Yet we wanted the stickiness to be lesser. And this was tricky because stickiness came from caramel hardness. And if you reduced caramel hardness, the stickiness would go down, but the burst of chocolate would also suffer. The burst will not be as prominent, it will just slightly ooze out. So therefore, you get you had to get the level right. So R&D team was working on this and they gave us certain options. Now with those options, Sharon, we were clear that in our core geographies like Maharashtra and Gujarat, we wanted to make sure that we win against our original eclairs. Okay. And in our competition geographies, for example, a Coimbatore or a Madurai, we wanted to win against our next competitor, which is Candyman Eclairs. So therefore, what we did was we undertook quantitative research, first with the product, where we said that let us compare this against original eclairs, let us compare this against competition eclairs in relevant geographies. And what did we compare them on? We compared them on stickiness of stickiness of caramel, release of chocolate or burst of chocolate softness of caramel and overall liking for the toffee and that is how we measured very simply and it was a blind test so they didn't know what toffee were we eating were they eating when needless to say because we went ahead with it our new formulation scored very well against previous eclairs as well as against the competition so this was the first test that we did it was a quantitative blind product test with core consumers and competition consumers so while this was kicked off, we started on the second thing. Second thing is to visualize how is your brand going to get sold. There are two parts of my brand, uh, what would I call as delivery or packaging, which become very, very critical. One is the wrapper of the product. And number two is the design on the jar or the pouch. Because finally okay. it is going to be the jar or the pouch which is going to sit on the shelf and going to make itself visible to the consumers. Right. The jar will sit in traditional retail stores. Yes. The pouch will be picked up in bulk by people shopping in supermarkets maybe? Supermarkets, modern trade, high-end grocers. Okay. Yeah, where they are looking to maybe buy something for birthday parties, etc. For singular consumptions, where in a pan shop or a smaller shop, that is where the jar sits. Got it. Now, before we got there, Sharon, uh, we were clear that we had to, uh, you know, write chocolates on the product. That was sure. Now, globally, if somebody looks it up, you will find that uh, chocolates candy has primarily purple wrapper with gold on the side, the side wraps. Okay. In India, however, eclairs is signified by a golden wrapper with purple on the sides. <laughs> so, right. completely opposite. 
right so this was the first flash point uh, me and my team and my boss etc we had to convince global to tell them that while we are changing a lot of stuff we can't be changing this identity we don't want the new product to be completely alien and therefore we need this leeway to retain the golden primarily golden livery with purple on the sides hmm. however what we did was we accentuated the purple earlier it was violet on eclairs okay we we made it into purple because over a period of time cadbury via its advertising had uh, you know closely associated purple with chocolateiness exactly i mean i think it's going across categories even brands yeah. have nothing to do with cadbury to connote anything chocolate in their product use the purple color correct correct they do so now uh, we said golden and purple name is chocolates now couple of more decision points the previous product was called Cad- cadbury dairy milk eclairs so there was this big dairy milk name there and dairy milk was supposed to give authenticity chocolateiness love etc to the product yeah leeching off the main dairy milk equity correct and in the past if you look at some of the 90s advertising you can also see an ad where you know dairy milk is walking by mm-hmm. a characterized dairy milk and then mm-hmm. a clear character comes in and he eats the dairy milk and therefore the dairy milk is inside the eclairs now kind of thing yeah or he picks up a straw and he drinks the dairy milk okay. so that is how you know the close association between the two brand was built okay i didn't know this okay interesting yeah. so all of this was done earlier now with chocolates the dairy milk we weren't sure whether we should write dairy milk or not because there is no dairy milk inside right yeah so therefore we decided to remove dairy milk from there now this decision was a big one now as i said please measure whatever you treasure so therefore we did not go ahead and remove it directly we did what we called as an equity test so we created concepts to good big bold concepts where we printed the pack shots of both products cadbury dairy milk eclairs and cadbury chocolates on two different pages and we wrote what do uh, as a consumer proposition about the brands so what would a cadbury dairy milk eclairs say to their consumers what would cadbury chocolates say to their consumers and then we took it to the consumers to ask them what is the believability of the concept yeah what is the emotional quotient of the concept what is the trust factor how authentic does the concept sound how tasty does the eclair seem everything which we thought that eclairs derives from dairy milk we tested it okay yeah and this testing told us and we you know kind of plotted it very very clearly and this testing told us that we were not losing anything by removing the word dairy milk why because over a period of time the word cadbury had become very strong ah okay and cadbury and cadbury dairy milk were almost synonymous over a period of time right makes sense yeah as long as you had cadbury there you had the entire you know niceness chocolateiness lovidavi association of dairy milk with you so that was our realization once we read through the results mm-hmm. but this research made us confident that consumers will not miss the word dairy milk those were pre social media days 
but still consumers could create furore if they you know for example missed anything from their brand they would write letters they would write mails and stuff like that nothing of that sort happened so again signed off by research so we started with jacquard analysis we went to product test blind product test and we did our equity test now with this equity test in our hand we made one more significant shifts sharan mm-hmm. now in the packaging side our previous pack was majorly uh, i would say violet it had eclairs written and there is a whole lot of violet we changed it significantly to cadbury purple to showcase chocolateiness to showcase product credentials of our new candy so therefore not only were we making a change to the product not only were we making the change to the uh, wrapper of the product but we were also making a change to the secondary packaging and then again sharan same thing please measure whatever you treasure so we measured it again so there's this test which is called simulated shop test that we did the agencies at in those days used to make the consumers wear uh, some kind of a tracking glasses and therefore they will set up two shops and you can tell them what is your you know retail environment that you want to go on with we we stipulated a pan shop retail environment okay so yeah. you so in a pan shop a proper pan shop for consumers they to created two pan shops wow one pan shop with all the brands plus eclairs there one pan shop with all the brands with chocolates there and the consumers didn't know what they were looking for so they were supposed to go there and talk to the shopkeeper make their purchase and come back you know any any confectionery mm-hmm. and the glasses there were tracking the retina mm-hmm. and they would wow. track where all did the retina go and how much time did the retina spend on every angle wow this is metaverse level yeah <laughs> and this is 2012 huh? a decade <laughs> yeah so to some of the so called millennials this this might come as shock but so we were tracking eyeballs at that point in time quite literally mm-hmm. and so therefore what you know this research gives us is a heat map so therefore you determine that if your brand wherever your branding is supposed to be there if that particular area has increase in intensity vis-a-vis your plain Uh, shop then you know that your packaging is working it is attracting consumers towards it so therefore we tested this our jar was significantly rated significantly better it attracted consumer attention because the purple really caught the eye and therefore we said that okay packaging is also a tick better than competition and the previous version of the jar and the previous version so this becomes my second aspect so there is product there is branding and then there is the the overall packaging livery that sounds fascinating though it doesn't end here okay. so now you have communication hmm. now i am supposed to communicate this to the consumers as well right therefore i have to make an ad and stuff like hmm. that but before you make an ad our proposition was very clear we are talking about less sticky caramel we are reducing caramel stickiness that's consistent so we said that okay before we make an ad how is it that we communicate this to people there are various ways of doing so you can communicate that it is less sticky and therefore more pleasurable it is less sticky and it is more chocolatey yeah there are various angles that we can take mm. we made certain concepts with the new branding and tested it with the consumers again same printed it tested it etc etc then we said that okay 
broadly just saying less sticky does the job we don't need to layer the chocolatiness etc on top of it that is what the concept test told us okay so therefore we went ahead and spoke to our agency and said okay now let's build a creative layer on top of it hmm. and the, there were number of creative layers they came up with we of course wanted to take up the humor angle here and we thought that that works very well in this category but the humor could be evoked in many routes in multiple ways yeah so one of the ways was to say that uh, why can't we repeat this message over and over again yeah just have an ad wherever a space of 30 seconds this message that declares is less sticky mm-hmm. can be repeated 7 8 10 times therefore that is the only thing that the consumer takes the other one was can we do a you know smart elec uh, communication of it you know something like what fevicol does fevicol makes everything stick caramel makes everything unstick <laughs> so there was the unstick route yeah yeah so we made we made two animatics and animatics is a 2d animation that you make with whatever best creativity you have right and then then we went and tested it so there were two pieces of testing happened within consumers first the concept test and second basis the result of the concept we made animatics and we tested them and therefore your repetition route uh you know really uh, tick all the boxes and therefore that is what we went ahead with when we aired our communication mm-hmm. i will drop the youtube link of the communication in the show notes mm-hmm. yeah so therefore we went through seven tests to arrive at the proposition sharan wow wow you know first was jacquard analysis second was the blind product test third was the equity loss test fourth was the simulated shop test fifth was the you know uh, you know branded concept test sixth was animatic testing yeah uh, before uh, animatic testing there was the uh, communication test and then there was the animatic test so seven tests we went through and therefore we put out the package in front of the uh, consumers and the dealers etc etc well i think i think it's not just about the technology that you use which can be very fascinating but it's also about the rigor that goes in to changing mm. something so small of a brand when well, it started mm. off small then became the entire brand product and everything but it's amazing how much research has gone into this yeah but if we were to do this for a startup which is primarily mm. the audience we're talking to this does not seem remotely viable for a startup to do because mm. i mean there's so much research i assume there's so much expense attributed to it also as well yeah so what can a startup do in their endeavor to test something before they actually hit the market so it's not just expense sharan mm. this exercise also was a year worth of exercise mm. yeah so for a startup i think money as well as speed to market both are very critical so therefore this has to be understood in the right context when i took over the brand the brand was already 300 crores yeah so to relaunch a 300 crores brand you have a significant responsibility on your shoulders now from a startup point of view there are two or three things that i'll say to them number one is you know what you should take away from the example is that building your consumer and shopper proposition is very important so if you 
have excellent feel for the consumers you will be able to build it very well and you don't need to do a lot of formal testing like i did for eclairs like i had said in my previous uh, podcast of please measure whatever you treasure mm. you can take darshan patel's example and go meet the consumers yourself but getting consumer validation on your articulation of consumer as well as shopper proposition i think is very very important second thing that you should take from here possibly is that anything and everything can be tested so therefore for all the startup founders and their agency ecosystem all out there whatever you think is important to make sure that all of you are getting confidence behind your branding exercise there are ways and means and measures to test it if you want to test it it can be tested you don't need to do a formal quantitative research all the time we made this point in our previous podcast as well if you want to test it it can be tested you can go meet few consumers get your conviction right and go ahead with it mm. everything doesn't need to be quantitatively tested go to a representative set of right consumers which means you should know who your consumers are demographically as well as as sharan was making his point in the in one of the previous episodes as well as attitudinally right go to the right set of consumers take the right stimulus and what you want is an unbiased opinion so please don't bias the consumer yeah if you do all of this i think every startup founder would find two or three things within their branding journey which they definitely want to test and therefore i can give them confidence that this can be done but i think i think that gives a lot of perspective to say what you can do it also tells you how you can work around because it's more about the intent to measure than the methods and the expense and the time you invest in it's more the thinking behind the measurement that's more important than the yeah. other frills attached to it i think that makes perfect sense but mm. i'm going to do this today i'm not going to summarize i want to ask you in this case study in this relaunch of dairy milk eclairs as cadbury chocolates what were your learnings when you did this so one of my you know two three things i will tell you about a couple of my learnings mm-hmm. and i'll also tell you a mistake that i made <laughs> okay yeah and and all the listeners out there when they look at the film which i will put in the show notes they'll also be able to find that mistake it's not so hard to find awesome yeah so from a learning perspective you know uh, one of my key learnings that i took away from this exercise was don't second guess consumers mm-hmm. you don't need to yeah although at that point in time i thought i was the consumer and so therefore uh, in my head whatever i was thinking about the brand was something that possibly was right for the consumers as well but consumers surprised me many a times for example the stuff that i told about dairy milk removal that was something that we were really you know making a big deal in our heads honestly it wasn't consumers were consumers weren't bothered cadbury was doing the job for them right so therefore you know rather than second guessing consumers go ask the consumers themselves they will tend to surprise you from time to time so that was the first thing second was just the whole plethora of research tools and research methodologies etc available and therefore my conviction in saying that if you want something tested 
there are enough and more methods and means and tools and measures available to do that yeah it's all about the intent and your your urgency and your uh, need to test it right now about the mistake mm-hmm. so you know all of you might remember that the proposition was that we have made caramel less sticky now the ad that we made uh, was a you know court room of a yester yester years era mm. where you know uh, uh, there is a hearing being done and you know there is this villain who is sitting amongst the audience and he is kind of intimidating all the witnesses who are standing in the witness box and the only dialogue that is being spoken about and so therefore uh, there is this barrister who starts the ad mm. and says milord mere kabil dost ye kehna chahte hain cadbury eclairs ban gaya hai cadbury chocolates और अब ये चिपकता नहीं है सो द मिलॉर्ड लुक्स टूवर्ड्स द विटनेस एंड द विटनेस इज मिलॉर्ड कैडबरी इक्लेयर्स बन गया है कैडबरी चॉकलेट्स और ये चिपकता नहीं है सो द एवरी डायलॉग देयर इन ऑल सीरियसनेस इज बीइंग सेड एंड दिस इज व्हाट इज बीइंग रिपीटेड एंड इवन द टाइपिस्ट द स्टेनोग्राफर ऑफ द कोर्ट इज ऑल्सो टाइपिंग द सेम थिंग कैडबरी इक्लेयर्स बन गया है कैडबरी चॉकलेट्स और ये चिपकता नहीं है एंड यू नो ऑल ऑफ दिस इज हैपनिंग सो देफर वी रियली वेंट गैंग ऑन द रेपिटेशन रूट I think there are about twelve or thirteen repetitions in the ad. So by the time you end the ad, this is what is coming out of your ears and nose and every other orifice. <laughs> so the mistake that we made in our enthusiasm was we said that Cadbury eclairs ban gaya Cadbury chocolates or it chipakta nahi hai. While the message was it has become less sticky, we made it non-sticky <laughs> in our communication. So we actually we were clear what we wanted to say. but in our enthusiasm in creating a simpler communication in making it more effective etc etc we ended up giving the wrong proposition to the consumer yeah so that's a mistake that can happen despite doing seven researches and all of that <laughs> so as as they say in you know hindi savdhani hati durghatna ghati so you have to be careful with all of these things and uh, whoever is the marketing guy there has to maintain his or her sanity throughout the process to make sure that you don't make such mistakes i think that that that's a brilliant point because objectivity is something marketers can pride ourselves on but very subconsciously lose it and i think the point you made earlier as marketers or brand managers i think it's important to realize that we are not necessarily a target consumers and i think hmm. that is what is the first delusion of objectivity for any marketer and mm-hmm. i mean while we can say it i think all of us are guilty of thinking on behalf of the customers or the consumers and i think that is also a very very vital point in mm-hmm. saying why we need to measure and why we need to be very objective about the decisions we're making on the brand that we're working on yeah yeah i think that's brilliant uh, sadeep i think you've gone into the quant the qual and how you keep the consumer in context all through when making even the most smallest or the biggest decisions on the brand and not necessarily leaving it to an office debate to decide i think that is what we should take away from this and i think it's brilliant and i think i think we should do this more often uh, the case study <laughs> itself has been brilliant and I think the way you explained it has been so detailed, and I'd love to hear more case studies. But is there some or some place our listeners can come to hear you speak more about these things? 
so okay so i teach couple of courses with this uh, uh, you know startup called growth school mm-hmm. uh, so if 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 listeners go to growthschool.io and go to the list of mentors they should be able to find me there mm-hmm. what i'll also possibly do is put up a link to my courses in the show note right uh, and uh, that is where i usually talk about you know not just this case but you know all the principles that got applied in this case right you know which is about crafting a proposition thinking about it what are the frameworks that can help you do that etc etc mm-hmm. and then obviously the course also gives and gives them an opportunity to interact directly with me and therefore they can you know talk to me about specificities of their and on the verse and their context and you know if required take my point of view on that right right that's brilliant i think everybody is going to be lining up for this courses because they've heard at least a sample <laughs> of what i've heard today and i think it's mind blowing with the simplicity and the clarity i think yes, it's brilliant thank you thank you so much for the time thank you for listening to cob conversations on the business of brands with sudeep chawla and sharavana raghavan subscribe and learn more at copcast.net that's c o b b c a s t .net